Hi, this is David. This is Andrea. And this is Chris. And you're listening to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast. I don't know what my voice just said. <laughs> you <laughs> like a you, gaming. You got some podcast. gaming podcast. Uh, Seth said we have to call this episode zero. So this is episode zero, uh, which E3 was ground zero. So that pretty much is perfect. <laughs> pretty much sums it up. Um, so today we are going to talk about um, E3. I think that's a good pretty much, place yeah. to start. Um, you might recognize me. I'll do a shameless vague plug. Ooh. You probably won't recognize me. They blurred. Uh, but no. <laughs> um, from the Attack of the Beards podcast. It was uh, wildly popular. Uh, I'll say that. You guys had shirts and stuff. That was pretty cool. Oh man, yeah. I put. I love. I love that podcast. I'm. I'm still trying to talk Colin into starting it back up. And Chris and Andrea and me were all on the Mighty Bloke cast back in the day, which was a good little podcast we did for. Which you could still listen to. Yeah, on you could. Yeah. That's still up? It's Shameless still up. Plug. Yeah. That's a good... We had some it's really classic It's still up until our domain expires. All I gotta say is I can't wait till March Madness comes around again. Because we are getting picked up by Warner Brothers. Whoever <laughs> those, picks, whoever picks up some, podcasts. So check out those. You'll get a feel of what um, our personalities are like if you want to pick that up. But we're going to just start this off by talking about E3, which Chris and Andrea actually were at. Should we start with the press conferences first, or are we just skipping all that and just talking about actual E3? Um, we can we can start with press conferences. Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll touch e- EA. EA yeah. was, first EA was night, the first one. Saturday night. Saturday night. Or Saturday day. Saturday day. Saturday day, yep. Everyone's excited. <laughs> um, someone during their press conference was so excited he lost the ability to talk. That YouTube guy that... Oh! Um, <laughs> he just... He was like, yeah. That was so he, funny. I think he called the... He almost called the guy, uh, like, my N-word, but then he said Marcus yeah. instead. It was crazy. That was, uh, that was so uncomfortable. It was for Need for Speed. Yeah, it was, it was before they promoted Need for Speed, and he's like, hey, guys, my name is my Marcus. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? I don't know how many Ricky Martin Californian... Like puns I dropped on that guy. It was bad, which gets into my why are you plucking people off Twitch to interview like developers who've been waiting a year to show a game? But that's neither here nor there. Maybe somewhere else on another podcast where I have an hour to talk about it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I didn't, I don't like anything. We're going to just preface that I hate a lot of things. So be that as it may, they came out wearing Tom Brady jerseys. Playing, so that marching. threw me off. Uh, the drums because I was that actually got me hype for a second before <laughs> before I realized they were playing Tom Brady drums. Um, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, Nick because Cannon. I was really hoping that they were going to have a surprise NCAA football announcement. Oh, because I associate drum lines oh, with college football, that's not a good point. professional football. And then you and, see the Brady jerseys. Yeah, because you hear the drums coming. You, that's hear, true. you don't see the jersey at first, and I was like, oh my god, this is happening. Oh, and okay. then nothing. It was Tom Brady crap. <laughs> Tom, and I. It was Tom and Brady. And they all have the same jersey. You couldn't have given, like, let them pick their own jerseys. Yeah, like, it was. Why do they all have to have the same exact one? 
I'm that assuming no marketing for because he's the cover star. Is he okay? But yeah. even then, why is this Brady's first time being on the cover of Madden? Yeah, because that's they don't. Because the Madden curse, dude. Well, <laughs> that's that's you know he believes in that. He's like Tom Cruise, dude. He believes in all that juju beans. Yeah, I guess. Um, so Need for Speed looked great. I won't play it. I just don't play racing games. But uh, it they said they're trying to model it after Burnout, which I guess I saw some resemblance. But uh, it looks good. Um, they the, the main thing that gets me excited for it is I'm a huge fan of. The uh, franchise of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and it basically looks like a Fast and the Furious game. That's true. Uh, which I, I mean, I'm down for. It, it looks kind of neat. I'll wait for reviews and I'll probably wait for it to drop in price. Yeah, but Black Friday. It, it looks like it'll be fun. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, and then uh, what, what was really cool that EA showed, I know we got to just blow through the press conferences, was that uh, a way out game? Oh yeah, yeah the co op game. game? Awesome, that looks so cool. My only worry is that I'm worried that like a movie trailer, they only showed us all the cool stuff, and that it's not going to live up to its ambition. I'm going to keep my standards and hopes low, in hopes that when I play it, it's more it's more than what I expect, or it's what I originally expected when I watched it. The premise is super awesome. I like that they're like, nope, you can't play it multiplayer. Are uh, cooperative across different environments. It has to be on your couch, so I like that. Especially we were talking about doing a heavy rain party and yeah. stuff like that. So I think the 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 couch co-op storytelling is a is a cool thing to experience, and it's stuff I play games with Andrea watching and helping me make decisions all the time. So for you, so to you get, mansplain the video yeah, game, yeah. So for playing. so for <laughs> so for me. So for her and I to both get controllers controlling our own characters and their destinies, that's pretty cool. And it's really weird that this is the first game that's really exploited on it, to my knowledge, other than like maybe Dead Space 3 kind of did that. I was going to bring up my... One of my favorite things about this game and the trailer and the guy... These guys made another game for... Indie game that was really popular. I cannot... Seth knows the name of it, which uh, would be really the great. Brothers? If you, the Brothers? The Brothers, yeah. Brothers, um, yep. That, and that game was supposedly great. Oh, yeah. Uh, was I didn't good. play it. Um, you'll learn that I know that what indie games are good, but I don't play a lot of them. If you listen to the podcast more, please do. Uh, <laughs> but um, I really love that he said he created this game out of the need for this type of game. Oh, that's true. I he said that. it during the thing, and that was one of, like, passion projects are a, are a story that I can buy into. And the fact that he was like, I want to play this game with my friend or my brother, and I couldn't do it because there wasn't really games out there yeah. for couch yeah. co-op. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is some, like, Portal 2, I have very fond memories mm-hmm. of staying up all night and they had a dedicated co-op campaign for Portal 2, mm-hmm. um, Diablo. Yeah, there are some yeah. games you can do, but this game looks like it's well beyond some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, for sure. Um, which was neat. EA has now, was last year Yarn? Or was that two uh, years Unravel? ago? Unravel? Unravel. I think Unravel was two years ago. They, they've tried, they're really trying to do some indie stuff that's yeah, cool, but it's... It's not strong enough for them to 
waste time at a press conference this, on the, it. Yeah, this game definitely has a presence. Yeah. And I'm super excited for it. Um, and then they showed Battlefront, which we don't have to dip too much into that. It looks awesome. Yeah, they showed enough of it. Yeah. I've they planned. spent a long amount of time on it. Yeah. The best and part is everything is free. Everything's free. All the content's free. To me, another thing that's awesome is that they got rid of the coin drops to where you're not sitting there camping on a coin to get access to the hero or the villain yeah. or the ATAT or whatever. You can actually just spend your in-game points to be what you want to be. So if you want to be Darth Maul, just save up all your points till the very end and pick Darth Maul. And we'll talk about Darth Maul because he is OP. Holy cow. Some of the footage we saw live on the floor. He yeah, was, he was awesome. It was insane. So that's EA. Uh, Bethesda took us to Bethesda land. Uh, David's not very fond of Bethesda land. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Bethesda games, definitely. So I have not played Wolfenstein like these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to. It's uh, good. I recognize it as a need in my life that I probably should spend the time to play it. But I feel like every Bethesda game, like Fallout and Skyrim, I get like halfway through it very passionately and then I just don't care anymore um, <laughs> and then I trade it in and it's happened at Skyrim on like three different consoles yeah, Skyrim's, yeah. Like, and I play the first half of it really passionately and I love it and then I don't care <laughs> and I it's just the Bethesda syndrome yeah I, I can feel you um, but I, I'm excited for the new Wolfenstein I thought their live action shtick with the weird robot dog was oh, really great. Yeah. Um, Weasel. And evil, evil within two terrifies me. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, and then the VR stuff is popular right now, so I mean I can't blame them for taking their popular IPs and uh, putting them on, putting them on uh, VR. So I can't blame them for that. They were supposed to show a new IP that was like rumored, and then they never did it. Yeah, that um, was weird. That was um, really weird. Also, the fact that they were the only conference to really... I mean, Sony, we'll get to that, spent time on it. But they, like, doubled down on VR. Yeah, they really did. And no one else cared yeah, about no, VR. I agree. Which was... The, and Fallout 4... I didn't realize this till I was talking to Seth about it later. Fallout 4 VR has already been a thing. Yeah. So them making a big deal out of it was weird. Uh, Skyrim on the Switch confirmed is cool. Yeah, that's Switch owners. That'll be neat. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for Nintendo. So. Well, just to be able to carry a game like Skyrim with you, like I, we've never had the ability to carry something like that. That pronounced. That big, yeah. yeah, that portable. will make me play it and finish it. I bet. Yeah, because Legend one, of Zelda. One simply does not finish Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legend of Zelda, Skyward... Oh, God, I call it Skyward Sword. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Um, I attribute the main reason I finished that game to the, the fact that it was portability. Yeah. Yeah. Portable. Yeah. Um, man, did I play it on the go a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I mean, this might be the moment. Like, 12 years later that I finished Skyrim. Yeah. And then just in time for hopefully next year when they announce... The new one. The new yeah. one. So we pray. Yeah. I think they're going to announce the new Doom next year, too. They have a history of recycling IPs that sell well. Uh, so I think they'll announce another Doom next year, too. But, um, okay, so moving on from Bethesda Land, Microsoft was next, I believe. Yes. 
Yes. Microsoft was next. Yes. Yes. Microsoft was next. Or did we mess it up? Actually, Microsoft was before Bethesda. We just decided to go to Bethesda because Microsoft is going to take longer to talk about. But uh, obviously, the order doesn't matter as long as we talk. We touch on them all. Uh, let's hold on. Let's do Ubisoft now. Okay. That way we and get the developers out of the way. Okay. And do cool. The big three. Okay. Um. If you listen to Mighty Blook at all, you'll know that anything negative to say about Ubisoft has been said by me. <laughs> and I've told Ubisoft representatives via email as much to their face as I could these same things. But uh, Ubisoft did pretty well. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was awesome. It's been teased for a long time and they finally decided to pull the trigger. And that looked like another, like you were talking about passion projects, that looked like another passion project. They and, were both like crying. Yeah, he was crying Michael Ansel stage. was crying when it he came good. out. Um, I know you were, I know you love Nintendo, but the the Eve Guillermo and uh, Miyamoto thing was cringe. That took way too long. I could not. I don't know if that was Eve's fault. That's true. Regardless, because, it like, was it was dragged it out. It was it was cringy. Um, I'm I, I watched some people play the game at E3. It's just not my cup of tea. I get how it's innovative and how it's a good crossing of the IPs. I was hoping for like a plants versus zombies garden warfare type of deal where you'd put you'd pit. Uh, Nintendo characters against the Rabbids. I thought that would be super cool. Um, they didn't do that. They uh, they showed us what they showed us. And I know some people will be into it, especially on Nintendo. I just... Uh, not my cup of tea. Um, uh, Fractured Butthole looks awesome, obviously. It's just a different... It's just, you know, copy and paste another campaign from the Stick of Truth. But Stick of Truth wasn't broken, so there's no reason to fix it. Um... Assassin's Creed, uh, telling an origin story and returning to Egypt. Uh, I'm hit or miss. The eagle thing is cool. The eagle thing is cool. The Yandu arrow control thing was pretty cool. Um, I'm Assassin's Creed to me doesn't really need to change anything mechanic wise. Like you don't need to show me new game mechanics. I need a return to the story that intrigued me and kept me up at night and kept me searching the internet for lore and trying to find explanations on why things were what and how long the Animus has been around and what happened, what are the side effects of coming out of the Animus for a game to be able to have that kind of effect on me and now I haven't played the last two or three. I couldn't I couldn't finish Black Flag and then after Black Flag I didn't play, I think there were two after Black Flag and I just didn't even think to touch them. Do you think they're going to have a modern day story with this one? I have no idea. I mean if it's an origin story I think it'd be a cool little twist of fate to bring Desmond back somehow. I mean with the anim, they said they want to get rid of the animus though, which kind of frustrates me because I feel like the animus and the the uh, the Abstergo tech is such a cool feature, and it's what it's what kind of helped them find the niche with these you know prehistoric not prehistoric times, but these you know past times that are relevant in different different uh, countries' history, and then bring it to modern day, um, and that's what made it so cool. And spoiler alert, if you haven't played any of them, I'm going to let you fast forward. Spoiler alert. When Desmond gets killed, pretty much if you took data on the amount of people playing Assassin's Creed after Des- like kind of like Christ, you know? <laughs> before BD, before Desmond, AD, after Desmond. If you took the data, I'm sure you'd see a plunge in people playing that game. 
Granted, it, it looks cool, but again, I don't need game mechanics. I need story. I'd prefer story. I know the mechanics are going to be sound, um, but I, that's that's what I look for. Uh, Skull and Bones, I'm not going to even talk about it. It looks like Black Flag. Um, they did, did announce a single-player campaign. Today that there's a single-player. Which made me laugh because I was like, is it just going to be Black Flag that they attached? Here's a copy of Black Flag! I, I mean, I... doesn't look very good. I mean, I I like I really liked Black Flag uh, as a pirate game, less so as yeah a, yeah. Oh, Assassin's I game. I can agree with that. I just don't see a difference. Like I really I don't either at all. And from like oh, how there there isn't in the ship combat. Yeah, not at all. Um, I would like to see the off ship combat kind of be like for honors combat. Okay, which would be that kind would of be cool. that would be cool. It's uh, just unfortunate that which that we'll, game's pretty much we'll dead. get to it. In a bit, but it's unfortunate that Sea of Thieves just looks so much better, and they're coming out at the probably around the same time or whatever. Possibly, there's so much pirate happening. In there's a lot of pirates. Finally. there's a lot of pirates stuff happening, and Sea of Thieves, which we'll talk about in a bit, just looks ten times better. And so I have no interest in Skull Bones yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, it, apparently it was on the show floor. I didn't even think to go look. At no, it. yeah, I didn't even think to go watch. If, it if Sea of Thieves wasn't coming out, maybe I'd be yeah, a little more I, I interested. Think so too. But it's um, like. Mm. And then uh, we can end with Far Cry 5, which trumps America. Looks amazing. Um, uh, that game looks like another Ubisoft Far Cry that I will get halfway through <laughs> and then lose all interest in. You're not, you're not the biggest fan of the franchise, though, I guess, too. I, so it's... Uh, I like the franchise. I think what happens is I overcraft... And I get really yeah. stuck in the Just, job you gotta system. You got to stay in the action. And then I am like, all right, well, I'm done doing that. Uh, luckily, Horizon Zero Dawn did a good job of keeping me back in the action. I agree. Um, but Far Cry does. I it never kept me in the action if I stro- like went away from if the you, action. Yeah, if you strayed from. But Far Cry uh, Horizon Zero Dawn really kept me there, just because everything can kill you no matter what. Yeah, you're, um, you're absolutely right. It's a good balance. Um, but we also Far Cry Five does look really good. I'm excited. Uh, you guys actually got to play that. Yep. Yeah. We, we on can, the floor, we can get to that. Yep, I got to play it. Um, Ubisoft also had Just Dance and then um, the new Ori and the Blind. So I don't even, Ori the Blind is Microsoft. Yeah. It's not Ubi. It's not an Ubi Ori game. No. Oh. Ori and the Blind Force. Well, Microsoft. just kidding. Spoiler alert. We'll talk Spoil- about that later. <laughs> uh so going I guess Mi- I really want to talk about Microsoft. So going into Microsoft, <laughs> um, we've I mean we've we've hit the press conferences a lot. So I'm trying to just uh, you're good. Trying to just dip into what's most exciting, and that's people who've actually been to E3, me and Andrea. But um, uh, Microsoft did pretty well, to be honest. When they announced the Xbox One X, I started laughing out loud. Like we we were showing the press conference. At the Hilton of Ocala for a convention that we were doing. And they literally were like, the Xbox One X! And I literally laughed out. Like, I tried to not do it. I really did. It's like when someone says something funny at a funeral or something. Or they fart. And you're attempting not to laugh. And then it just it just happens. I just started laughing. Um, that's the worst name ever. It really is. Project Scorpio was a decently cool name. 
I don't know who's sitting there on their marketing team going, you know what, let's change Project Scorpio to Xbox One X. You literally went from Xbox One to Xbox One Ten. There's a lot of numbers you missed in between one and I don't know. It's not Jason X. It's like Jason in space. Like I just yeah. that's what they're trying to pull, and it's like I don't I, know. Name aside, the, the 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 unit's cool. The I love how there's a I love how they created their own storage system called a teraflop that even if you look up and read articles on. You still come out knowing nothing about what the heck a teraflop is. Uh, that's, you know, it runs true 4K. Uh, a lot of the games like that I love, like Gears 4 and stuff like that, will be will come with a downloadable upgrade. Um, I just, I wanted a $400 price point. I just, for my, I, I know David's going to get it, and I know there's a lot of people who are going to get it, and that's, that's fine because it fits their needs. I just feel at five hundred dollars. I don't play my Xbox enough to spend five hundred dollars on an Xbox. So in my mind, what they're going and I you you hit the nail on the head with you don't even know what a teraflop is, um, and that's not me being rude to you. the The fact is that Microsoft doesn't care about you getting the Xbox One X. They care about the PC gamer getting the Xbox One X. Even though seemingly it makes no marketable reason for the PC gamer to get the Xbox One X because they're releasing most of their games on Windows 10 through the Xbox Store anyway, It that, that really seems to be where their marketing is going, is trying to pull some of that PC market. And... Um, and the PC people know the teraflops and whatever because uh, yeah. they're building their own rigs. Which, if you if which if I'm not a PC person. If so. what you're saying is correct, then definitely for five hundred dollars you can get a machine in the Xbox One X that's comparable to like a two or three grand computer. Probably not even. Um, yeah, I read a really good NeoGAF article where a guy was trying to build a computer that could push. Uh, what they are saying the Xbox One X can push. And uh, even without like a monitor, it was $1,000. Okay. Um, easy. Easy. Without pushing it even more. That makes sense. And so it's, you know, it's exciting to see what what it shakes out to actually be. If it actually is true 4K. Because if you don't, if you forget... Sony said the PS4 Pro could push true 4K. Yeah, it's just upscale. But yeah. what it is is it's called checkerboard 4K, and it's like an upscaling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PS, the Xbox One X is, as we've seen and benchmarking has shown, it's uh, about a leap more powerful than the PS4 Pro. So it'll be interesting to see if it does push true 4K and if it can handle all the stuff it says it can. My issue with the Xbox One X is launch titles. I mean, I, I already, I already have an Xbox One and a PlayStation Four, so it's like, I'll take. They showed Anthem and it looked gorgeous, right? But I feel like I'll be okay just buying Anthem for sixty bucks and playing it on a lower quality. Like to me, I feel like I, I'll just be content with that. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, it does it does hit a certain market. I just hope it pushes sales the way they want because I feel the market for it is smaller than what they 
feel it is. Like I feel that they have a broader audience than they do, which maybe they do. And maybe I'm talking on my butt and people listening to this are like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm buying that thing day one. Heck, if I have the money, I'll probably buy it day one and just upscale my Gears of War. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. So David just freaked out because he saw a cat, cat outside, outside yeah. that looked like our cat, and he's like, "Oh my god, yeah. the cat's outside." We call him Boba. We named the cat outside Boba. Okay, and he's adorable, but he is terrified. He will get the closest to the house, but he, as soon as I, as he knows, our door makes this really awful, like Friday the Thirteenth, cringy creak sound, and there is no way to open it without sounding like I'm going to murder him and his family and <laughs> serve them the Taco Bell. So he runs away as soon as I open the door. But David had like a... I literally saw in David's face the sheer terror. Because I know your, how much they love their cat. Your cat <laughs> is feral. And how the did cat you, is not an outside cat. <laughs> how did you guys let this cat outside? But, so that's... I don't want to, you know... I Heck, if I have the money, I might just buy it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what worries me is the market... Um, I feel like the only people I've heard say that they're even interested in buying one is people that are upgrading from an Xbox One, and I don't think that's what they want. Yeah, that's and that's that's what I would be doing, is I would be just upgrading my Xbox One, um, in which case my wife would get my Xbox One. That was our original plan, is she was like, oh, you know, you just get the Scorpio and then I'll get your Xbox One, which would be cool. But then they came out with a $500 price point, like you said, because they're trying to attract PC gamers. And then it really just deterred me. I know it's it's just $100, but I think it's just the it's the fact that it's coming out right before Christmas. It's coming out during Black Friday when there's going to be random stuff I want to buy anyways. And it's just the, the market for it in the season is just like, ugh. If this was coming out like, I don't know, July, I feel like, okay, cool. I could upgrade, but November so close to Christmas and Black Friday and other things, it's just, I don't know. I hope it does well. Uh, and As far as uh, Microsoft did the same thing they did last year, which was great for them, good PR. They really just showed games. Um, the only thing, aside from the Xbox One X, the only thing they didn't show that wasn't... Hold on, they did announce the exclusive Porsche that looks exactly like every other Porsche. <laughs> Project Cars Porsche, whatever. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to no. throw that Forza. out. Forza, Forza, world unveiling. Of world of the the, Porsche. Oh, dude, that was such a waste of money. They did do that, uh, but they showed uh, that original Xbox titles, depending on which ones they poured over. That was pretty cool. I did kind of make fun of us for getting excited because it's like, man, these games are like twenty years old, but they're not twenty years old, but. I was like, well, you know, it's exciting. I could play the original Far Cry, um, play the original Halo, even though they remastered it. There's games. There's, I'm sure there's games I could find that I'd like to revisit, but I probably won't. But it's a cool, it's a cool idea that it's there if we need it. Uh, and then Microsoft pretty much talked about games, which was awesome. Uh, Anthem that they showed at the end was gorgeous. It looked like just Jurassic Park Destiny with Iron Man suits. If you haven't seen the trailer, go look at it, and you're pretty much going to be like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Which, uh, it leads me to believe that that, uh, uh, and I'm not going to pretend like my idea is super original here. I heard it on a couple other shows and articles, but the trailer looked too good. The trailer did look really and good. It looked too good to where I'm worried it's not coming out till like, 2019. Yeah. If, if, uh, 
if you take release dates for a grain of salt, you'll realize you get by so much better as a gamer in life. If someone tells you a release date for 2018, if in your mind you say, okay, so a year from then, you pretty much you pretty much turn out okay. Unless you're a fan of The Last Guardian, in which case I'm glad you finally got your game before you died. Um, well, that and the fans of Cuphead. And the, Those developers yeah, have given up so of, many. The fans of Cuphead, stuff. one sitting next to me, and a freaking Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> uh, which is being talked about at D23. It got announced. They, they did announce that? Cool. Yeah, yeah there's going to be another trailer and they're going to announce a new world. Well, good. Hopefully they announce a release date. But, yeah. Square. We'll see. It's Square. Um, Ooh, I have so, D23 stuff to tell you about. So, right. Cuphead uh, finally got a release date, which was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they they should... They showed a lot of cool games. They showed yeah. Metro, which looked great. The the dwarf mining game. Yes. Oh, that game Steampunk looks so cool. Deeper, whatever that game yes. was called. Um, um, the we should do research. Uh, I forgot the name of it. I totally know what you're talking about, though. And they um, will too. People will know. People will know. Uh, they they announced that battle on battlegrounds. Player unknown battlegrounds. But today, the developer said after they get it to Microsoft, it'll probably come to PS4. So right, again, well, sorry, sorry, Xbox. I mean, it's it's still uh, player unknown running on the Xbox One X. To me, would be worth an Xbox One X. Yeah, yeah. Because instead of upgrading my computer, I could buy an Xbox One X and then just run player known or player unknown, sorry, on a controller like I've always wanted yeah. to. Because I, I just can't. I'm dyslexic. I can't play with a mouse <laughs> and keyboard. It's just not going to work. They showed uh, that freaking stupid game that's pretty much Tales from Sonic. Oh, uh, Lucky's Tale? Yeah. Oh, I was... Yeah. That was such a weird... That was the other thing. The, this year was the year of shoehorned in it children's really was. franchises. It was so it Like, really Knack cool. 2 was barely paid attention oh, to. They had, a, they had that on the show floor, actually. Yeah, so, we have Knack 2 and Lucky's Tale and... So bizarre. They yeah. didn't touch on the Sonic games at all. No, nope. I didn't even know new Sonic games were coming out until I was on the show floor. And Andrea's like, yeah, there's two new Sonic games coming out. And I was like, whoops. You know who paid attention to them? Ninty. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. Uh, so Sea of Thieves. <laughs> sea of Thieves looks great. I was hoping with all the alpha testing they've been doing that it would come out this year. But it's going to come out next year. And that's fine. Uh, Rare's a good developer. And it's a very ambitious game. And it definitely... That's what I have to keep telling myself. Especially with the campaign footage that they showed. Yeah. Or the... You know, I thought it was just going to be this open world pirate survival game. And then they're like, oh no, but you can look for treasure and follow these maps. And I was like, okay, I'm, I, yeah, I can understand awesome. the way. Um, that Ashen game looked amazing. That oh, was, yeah. That, that game looks that cool. That was the game. The one with the no faces. The yeah, no the face, no faces. Yeah. The, the Rorschachs. I didn't get a good vibe from that just because i didn't understand what i was seeing i that was me i looked at it and enjoyed it and then when sony didn't announce another bloodborne then i went back and paid more attention to it because like this is how i'm gonna get my bloodborne yeah. dark souls type fix is okay. from this kind of game so i was super right. i was super i was super into it it's like a more um, cartoony bloodborne yes and then they showed um they showed ori uh and blind forest 2 which was Honestly, um, I know that people liked that game, but the crowd reaction once they showed it was huge. It was a good pop, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" I, I mean, I mean, I knew it was popular, it's a but good I game. didn't know it was that popular. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, I think just, I think um, another 
reason to get that reaction is just Microsoft's attention to indies, I think, is appreciated. Yeah. It's I, I appreciate it. Like all those indies they showed, Ashen, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play the, the mining game that I still don't remember the name for, so forgive me, listeners. Uh, didn't do my research. We've been trying to get this podcast out for forever, so forgive me. Um, definitely want to play that. Um, but they, they, they showed a, they showed a lot of games. I think, I think Phil Spencer said like 40-something games mm-hmm. were in, ended up 42. 42. 42, yeah. So, you and know, that includes the really long Anthem trailer we got at the end. Yeah. And no mentions of Halo or Gears. No Not even DLC Gears. for Gears. Nope. Um, I knew they weren't going to show Halo. But I, I think for... My only issue is the indies really are the only exclusives they have. Now, if the indies perform well and they play good, I won't really care. Because I, I'm going to play Cuphead, Cuphead. I'm going to play Ashen. But like Anthem and those type of games are going to be played on other consoles. Anthem might go to PC. Who knows? It's Bioware. Deep Rock Galactic is the name of that game. Yes, Deep Rock Galactic. There you go. Um, so, yeah, they did well, though. Um, they showed games, and that's pretty much what I want to see. Which, when we get to talking about being on the show floor, you're going to see where we get kind of a disconnect. Um, last but not least, Sony. And I'm the biggest Sony fanboy of them all. I was in California watching the Sony conference, and literally, there were more Uggs than yes. And then I got pissed, like I do every year. At somebody's conference, David has seen me get mad, <laughs> and I'll throw dishes into the sink and yeah, aggressively so wash them. And start washing them. <laughs> Chris, Chris, if you ever want, no, if you ever hear dishes being washed during the podcast, you know Chris is pissed. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think that'll happen, but no, usually no. the when he gets mad, he just moseys onto the counter aggressively and just starts washing dishes. And if there's a dish Sometimes in front of me... Sometimes I purposely make him mad. That's true. <laughs> I think that... I think that is part of the problem. <laughs> but if there's a dish on the table, what I do is the bar is facing me. So somehow I can Kobe the dish yeah. from where I'm at into the sink. It always goes in. It's like this spidey sense I have. And then I just... And it's usually Tupperware. I'm not going to throw like a you know, a Chardonnay glass or something. But I always make it in, and then I just aggressively wash dishes, and then I I, I hold on to one phrase, like, freaking unbelievable. And I just say that over and over and over again. And they just let me wash the dishes because it's productive, and I'm not, you know, eating dogs or, you yeah, know, it's kicking a cats. Or, yeah, it's, it's a, not a bad it's one. It's a productive behavior. You know, it's a coping mechanism, and I do it. But I was pissed because... Which I was surprised you were pissed. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, um, but I went in thinking that you guys were going to walk out happier. Um, but it, it did end up taking a bunch of weird turns. It definitely um, did. So what did they? What did they start with? The they started with the right? weird sitar thing. Yes, the it was uncharted. the Drake. But I'm gonna thing. Yeah. Which it took us forever to figure out what it was. Which, we'll get to Uncharted. It looks beautiful. And what you got... It, it sucks that what you guys saw is what you guys saw. Because what we were shown at E3 blew me the frick away. Like I've, it was, I heard that from a couple... It was, it was awesome. insane. I don't even play Uncharted and I thought it was awesome. I literally left... Forgetting that they didn't put a tote bag on my seat, and that's literally why Andrea went in and watched it with me, is because you got this awesome tote bag. bag. Yeah. But I forgot that they, I didn't even realize they didn't put one on my seat until I left 
had to go back and get a tote bag because I was just blown away by what they showed. And I was like, I'm so in. Um, but so they showed that. Uh, what my issue with Sony was they what they did was, hey, here's everything we showed you last year. Uh, here's more of it this year. And then it doesn't come out this year. So it was like, here's Days Gone, which, you know... Uncharted was one of the only things coming out this for year. For sure. Right? Even better, not... not here's It's not coming out this year. There's just we no release date. We don't even know. We don't even There's know. There's no release date at all. For Days Gone, yeah. For anything. For, yeah, God of War 2018. Which, what they showed for God of War was amazing. I was like, it's coming out holiday. Has to. I've been no following worries. that game. I've been following Sony Santa Monica. Coming out this year. 2018. Another UG from me. Then you get Days Gone. They don't even put a year on it. Mm-mm. Another UG from me. Then you get Spider-Man, which looked gorgeous and fantastic. So and I'm good. like, oh man, they're going to shock the world. They're going to release it a couple months after Homecoming. Come on, Sony. See, and, and that was the end of the conference. And they throw a 2018 up there. And I just was... I, that, at that point, I was just pissed. It was very surprising to me that... Uh, they just copy pasted last year's. They conference. really did. It was weird. And they had zero like reasoning. They had. It's almost like they forgot that they were going to have a conference. And they threw it together. And they threw it they, together. Yeah, and they threw it together. And yeah. because, like he said, the only thing coming out this year that they showed was DLC, Uncharted, and Horizon. Yep. Um, and which, they showed. Didn't they show Destiny? They did show Destiny. Yeah, they but showed, that's a multi They showed Destiny yeah. and Call of Duty and Monster Hunter. Oh, that's Which right. Monster Hunter was Woo! a huge reveal, Woo! but that's multi-platform. It is. No. Um, but I was, I was pumped. Oh, they showed Detroit. <laughs> they showed which Detroit. Which is 2018. They, maybe. Maybe. Exactly. And that's the problem. Is Detroit and Days Gone? We don't even know if it's 2018. But they've been working on Days Gone for freaking forever. That's but right. They, like, David, I sent yeah. you guys that article the other yeah. day. David Cage has been working on Detroit forever. During Kotaku split screen... Um, Shout out to them. I love their podcast. I tweet them all the time. They're great guys. Um, they it were in um, Kirk. No, not Kirk. Jason was interviewing the Days Gone producer, whatever his name is. I don't know. Um, and they were talking about how they barely threw together the demo that they showed at E3. Oh. That they the re, they finally figured out what made their game fun once they finished the demo for E3. <laughs> Which is a little late to be figuring For out what makes your game. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, because if you didn't notice, and I kind of did, the the demo this year was drastically different it from the one different. shown last yeah. year. Way different. And uh, who knows if the game is even going to be like that when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be one of those. I think this has the highest possibility of being one of those weird E3 games that shows up. Blows people away every year, and, and then, then kind of disappears and yeah. never comes out. Like deep down, yeah. <laughs> so there, I think it's gonna be one of those games that never comes out. Maybe like We Happy Few. Yeah, oh, man. Isn't um, We Happy Few one of the Xbox Greenlight games? But it, dude, it, it's literally it's like a five out. minute. You walk the character. That's around. a game that should be released when the Xbox One X comes out, but it'll yeah. never come out. It's just that, unfortunately, I think we're. We're too staunch with indie developers, and we expect so much, and we have to realize. Like, uh, I'll just touch on it real quick, to, and then we'll be done with Sony, and then we'll talk about the E3 show floor, and then be done. 
But like uh, Andre and I are playing a lot of Friday the Thirteenth, and we love it. It's amazing. We've had some great times. We've had some awesome moments that we still talk about. I don't, I've recorded I don't know how much footage on my PS4 because of all the funny stuff that we've done. But I mean, man, it's a thirty it's a thirty dev team, and they built the servers for, I think at launch to hold about 40k and they ended up having including their kickstarters like 90,000 people buy the game they just underestimated how many people were going to be into it and uh, I, th- I feel like the early access with the streamers and stuff really helped like promote the- I mean it's still one of the top games uh, being streamed right now with some big name streamers that I could mention and you know the casual listeners watch them or heard of them. And, uh, man, the stuff that these people say to these developers is insane. It's disgusting. It's horrible. And it's like, guys, this is a team of 30 people. Like, and they're like, well, Google never breaks down. Do you realize that Google is freaking <laughs> Skynet? Like, do you realize how much money Google has and how many corporate subsidiaries they partner with to make sure that they will never have issues? And then it's like, don't you guys remember the Master Chief Collection having crazy issues? Yeah, I'm, you... I'm definitely guilty of that. I am too. When it comes to big name, like the Master Chief Collection yeah. and... Battlefield, um, like Dyson. Yeah, you yeah. know who has done a really... And I I hate to be a shill here. <laughs> um, you know who's done a really good job of it actually is Destiny. Bun- uh, yeah, Bun- after yeah. the initial launch of Destiny, with every DLC update and everything... Um, they did a really good job of handling downtime and stuff like that, I felt. Well, I love how he, we were watching, we were right there, we were at IGN's booth at E3 watching an interview with the community manager, and he said that they pushed the day up to Wednesday, so that way when they get to the weekend, all the server junk is fixed. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to push really? it to Wednesday. Really? I didn't hear that interview. Yeah. He said, we're going to push it to Wednesday. So that way, when the people, when the server hits, maybe not capacity, but when it hits the full brunt of what it's supposed to be pushing, come Friday night, we're all going to get off at five, and that's what we're going to do. Let's be honest. Um, Everybody in this room. So he said we're going to test it Wednesday to Friday for the more hardcore fan base that has time to get on. And then we're hoping that by doing that, when the servers get pushed on Friday... Saturday, Sunday, we're gonna be, we're gonna have a smooth launch, yeah. which to me made a lot of sense. It's like, why not? You're, you're not tied down to Fridays or Tuesday release date. Release whenever the frick you want. I mean, Tom Cruise was the one who broke past. I think DVDs used to come out on Friday or Tuesdays. I can't remember which one. And Tom Cruise was the one who was like, I want Mission Impossible to come out on this day because of this. And it's like, why not? Have have games come out whenever you want. Have CDs come out whenever you want. I don't think you're. I don't think there's any rule or act that says they have to come out on a certain day. So I was super pumped when I saw him when I saw him say that. I know people are pissed off about the exclusive content for the PS4. Is what it is. I have a PS4. I have an Xbox One. I've, I I think mean, it's just a sad... At this point, and I think it's mainly... It looks bad on Sony because Microsoft stopped doing it. Gotcha. And so... Sony's the only one now like, hey, look at what we fucking paid for. Like, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, cool. Like, no, you're, I... it's kind of the, the douche that gets a, the new phone day one 
and is like yeah. rubbing it in your face. Selfies, selfies. And it's like, all right, man, you cool. You paid for something a little bit better. Yeah, and I guess it's. Uh, I guess it doesn't bother me because I have both, and it's business. Yeah, and I I have both too. I I I'm choosing to play on Xbox One because of. Like, that's where a majority of my yeah. people play. Um, but, I mean, I'll get that strike eventually. Yeah. I'll get that legend. It's only one. This time, so Destiny 1 had a couple legendaries. And, no, it was a couple exotics and a strike. Or was it two strikes right off the bat? But now it's only one each. Okay. So, it, and, and an exclusive vehicle. Yes, the, yes. The chopper. Or okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so that's not... I don't care that much. Gotcha. I'll be okay. Yes, okay, so with that, we'll end Sony. I was just frustrated that it was... And I love Sony. And man, if all those games do come out next year, it's going to be freaking awesome. But it was the fact that I get none of it this year except for Uncharted DLC, which I didn't care about as much as I do now until I saw it. And then obviously and now I'll, it's a full game. Yeah, now it's a full game, and I'll play the Horizon DLC obviously too. Oh yeah, um, that would be great. Yeah. So, I guess we have about fifteen minutes, and we haven't talked about Nintendo, oh, which came out swinging. Nintendo did cash in the Money in the Bank contract. <laughs> they, they, they really were like, did. And Reggie like bugs me, minute. man. I can't stand him. But he gave people what they wanted in the form of at least telling them it's coming, at least. Yeah, so that's one of the things. Nintendo did a really good job of balancing Microsoft and Sony. Um, the, and this is maybe where I'll be more vocal about how good it was. Because it just, yeah, I thought no, you were I was, like, I was like, jeez, Andrew. <laughs> So it looked, like, it looked like Andrea was doing a certain motion saying she didn't care about something. Yeah. And she was actually trying to get the lint out of her robe. <laughs> which I don't know why she's wearing a robe over clothes in Florida to each their own. But um, that was really funny though. Um, so they came out and they started with uh, Mario Odyssey. Which that looks game great. Looks, looks great. ridiculous. Was that the start or was the Rabbids game the start? That, I know Rabbids Mar- started at Ubisoft. The Mario and Rabbids game looks great. They focused on that too. Um, which, if you're into tactical RPG stuff, that looks insane. Um, they showed off Xenoblade Chronicles mm-hmm. 2, which looks fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth is a huge proponent for he that does. game. Yeah, he loves it. I like it. Um, I couldn't play the last one because I just couldn't get into the graphical issues because it looked like doo-doo if you played it on the <laughs> Wii. And they look like doo-doo when you played it on your 3DS. Um, and the... Well, so they announced that a core Pokemon RPG is coming. Which was awesome. And it's yeah. basically coming next year. Awesome. Hopefully, yes. Um, the, apparently, there was more word from Nintendo that clarified it will be next That's year. That's what I heard, too. Um, I just... I I'm, have to... Again, when we hear a release date, I have to keep myself yeah. grounded. So... Um, that and they announced the mother of all announcements. I know, man. Metroid Prime Four. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kirby. Kir- well, <laughs> Kirby looks. I so am they excited about that. Kirby and Yoshi. Yeah. Two different type side scrollers that are fantastic. So Kirby. Excited. Kirby looks awesome. I did not. I wasn't feeling Yoshi. I think it's a it's a good title for the Nintendo Nintendo Core, but. 
Kirby, to me, looked more playable to what I would want to do. Yoshi looked too much like the Paper Mario that I know and love from the Wii, and I'd rather just play that because that game's amazing. But yeah. I could see how Yoshi would definitely appeal to the Nintendo core. I think it's really neat that Nintendo is making games with Unreal, but it does make their games look strange. Like, Yoshi looked kind of strange. Agreed. That's, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I liked it, and I think it'll look better when it's running in your hands on the yeah. Switch, but it looked a little funky. Kirby, to me, looked fantastic. Uh, Kirby yeah, looked Kirby really looked good. great. The, the, and the co-op, the co-op I'm a sucker. Yeah. That's why I love the Switch so much. I'm a sucker for co-op. And Nintendo is just like, oh, you love co-op? Here's Kirby and Yoshi and their four-player co-op. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can woo! get behind it. I can definitely get behind it. And yeah. you know Metroid Prime 4 is going to have multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Metroid and was definitely the mother. You guys texted me on the way to the convention center. That was the first day, I think. I think Nintendo Treehouse or whatever was the yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I got super pumped in the car. Um, I was super excited. And the fact that they're even acknowledging they're making it. Because they've ignored a lot of announcements. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they mention, you know, we've got Pocket Tournament coming out. Splatoon yeah. 2. Splatoon 2. They yeah. spent like zero time on ARMS, which I thought was great. Because it's coming worried. out. Yeah, it's coming yeah, out that it came week. out that Friday. Yeah. I was really worried they were going to spend a lot, a lot of, time of time on, on it. Um, and they kind of... Did so they did a little bit of the Sony where they announced future titles, and then they went Microsoft style and just started announcing I can, I can, games I coming out this year. I can get with that. And we've got Fire Emblem, uh, the Dynasty Warriors Fire Emblem coming out. You've got is that going to be on the Switch? Yeah, and cool. they've got basically. I think me and Seth figured out an exclusive every month coming cool. out on the Switch. That's awesome. And Rocket League. Rocket League. Which yeah, is a Skyrim, huge gift for them. Oh, yeah. Skyrim. We Skyrim. Uh, Payday 2 eventually, and I love that That's game. coming out this yeah. year. That's, yeah. It's I on love, their timetable thing they I love on. Payday 2. So I will buy that game for the fourth time so I can take it with me. And then in the awesome. Nintendo Treehouse, so the uh, main Nintendo little 25-minute presentation mm-hmm. was all Switch. And then during the Treehouse, they announced they'll be supporting the 3DS, I believe they said, to 2019. Um, and they showed off uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Yes, I saw that one. Yep. Uh, which is just a remake of the Metroid Two on Game Boy, which was good. Um, so that's exciting. And they also showed off a remake of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Which was a wildly popular game. Cool. Yeah, I mean. Uh... It's unfortunate that I have to admit that Ubisoft and Nintendo both did well because they both bugged me. But I have no qualms other than the fact that Nintendo didn't really show me much except they announced stuff I want. So it's like, like you said, it's the mix of Microsoft and Sony. Sony showed me stuff I already knew was coming out that I really wanted this year that they can't give me this year. Which, you know, I got to be patient. I get it. But I really thought they'd at least have one title. Whereas Nintendo's like, hey, you don't even expect us to talk about these, but we're going to talk about them and they come out next year. So as long as they're true to their word of Metroid and Pokemon coming out next year, I mean, that's that's going to be a big year for them. Just those two titles alone, not including the content they'll have for Splatoon. And I mean, it's it's crazy. And I, I'm sure Kirby's probably next year. That looks good. Um, 
So yeah, they, I was really certain Spider Man was going to come out this year. I did. So was I. I, I. I was almost positive. Either I thought Days Gone was going to. It be, was going to be one of those three. I thought. Going to be the that. Gone. In my mind, was the biggest disappointment of E3. Oh, dude, because was the 2018 they, at the end of Spider-Man. and they showed it at the end. So I thought yeah. it was going to be like, oh my god, this game looks so good. Even though people are comparing it to Batman, I don't care because Batman's amazing. I love so, Batman, yeah. so all they did was copy and paste Arkham formula. That's fine. It's my favorite superhero. Let's get it. I was blown away by what I saw. And then, like you said, they threw the 2018 up there, and I literally walked to my brother-in-law's sink and tried to find dishes to wash. <laughs> and there were none. So I just paced the kitchen and made sure I didn't break anything. Um, so yeah. So, all right. So let's go to the show floor. I know this podcast is a little late. Today's Thursday, which means E3 has been over for about a week come tonight. About a week right now, actually, because it ended at the show floor ended at five. Um, so basically, I didn't really plan how we're gonna do this. I guess David can ask questions. He can. David's read some stuff, so he can pitch in. I'm not stealing anything. Andre and I aren't stealing anything that we've read or that we've seen. This is all our first-hand account of E3, which was a bucket list for me. I'm glad I crossed it off. Could I have saved the money? Yes. Could I have not saved the money? Yes. It's kind of like a paradox. I guess you had to do it to do it. I had a great time, but I did the survey as soon as they sent it to me, and I've read some articles today from IGN and Polygon, and it seems like even though they're big media reps, they feel the same way I do. So I'm going to get into all the fun stuff, all the gross stuff, and then maybe I'll give solutions, and then we end with awkward silence about E3. <laughs> so um, I have I have questions. I want to I think I want to push it that way. Okay. Um what was your favorite thing you got to play on the show floor? Far Cry 5. Easy. What about you? Um probably Wolfie. Now, honestly, how much did you get to play out of the titles announced? Oh, not a not a lot at all. Uh like 3%. Yeah, not not a lot at all. So, so when they're showing us these games cuz I'm as someone from the outside, I always assume that the media gets to play almost every demo that's shown to the public. Um, and I actually found out this year, besides from you guys, that that's not that's true not at true. all. That's yeah. not true, um, so, so you would say about 3% of what was shown was playable? Um, I wouldn't say 3% is a little low, babe. We probably played 3%. I would say what they showed... Now, are you including, you're including hands-on, because that's something we need to get into, that, because, uh, I mean, I, I, after you ask your questions, I'll get into our day-by-day real quick, and then I'll get into some things that you have no clue about going in, <laughs> that next year, if you guys go with us, I will literally drill it into your freaking brain. Here's what's going to happen, deal with, kind of like, deal yeah. with it, you know? Um, WWE style, freaking deal with it. Vince McMahon, down your throat, no chance in hell, deal with it. <laughs> um, I'd say we, I say on the show floor of what was shown is there's about ten percent that you can actually play. We probably only played three to five percent. Um, so yeah, and then there are there are these booths. So like, I know we sent you pictures and videos, and if you guys listen to the podcast, you obviously probably followed E3 somewhat. There's these big extravagant freaking booths with these. Theatrical New Donk City, son. New Donk City, and <laughs> they're really cool looking. They're awesome like, to look they're, at, they're but awesome. they, they're just so impractical. Yeah, and they make no sense. Like Nintendo area looked cool, but just bulldoze that down and add fifty to a hundred more TVs to play yeah. games. 
To be fair, Nintendo and Ubisoft, again, I have to freaking eat crow right now. They had the most TVs to play their games. They really did. Sony, I have no idea what you guys were doing. Sony, you could play some VR stuff, which they had one TV per VR game that they showed at the press Whoa, conference. Hold on. So, well, Impatient was, had two. Okay, so Impatient had two. There and was, the, that was that shooting game? Um, Bravo Team. They had four. Okay. So there was, you're telling me there's 95,000 people at this conference. Yep. And for some of the games they announced, they had one TV, like a mm-hmm. Walmart kiosk. <laughs> Yes. yes. Back in the so, day for you to yes. try You're, out this game. Have you finished Until Dawn yet? Uh, no. But you like Until Dawn. Yeah. That game, The Impatient. Remember they showed that VR game? Yeah, yeah. We found out it's for sure a prequel to Until Dawn. It's 60 years before Until Dawn. So we Dawn. got super pumped and word started to travel through the convention. You know what? She, the only reason Andrea got to play it is because she's attractive and no one was in line. And they accidentally were like, yeah, go ahead and let her play. That's the only reason she got to play it. <laughs> Other than that, it was impossible. And we'll get into that. But Sony had f- four theaters. Four yeah. huge theaters to watch developer walkthroughs, which were cool. But you could have easily used that space for 60 more TVs. Destiny 2, no lie, had 20 TVs. That's it. Battlefront had 20 TVs. That's it. Detroit Become Human had six TVs. Yeah, six. Mac 2 had six TVs. The VR, FIFA 18 had one TV. Yeah, FIFA had one TV. The, the random... Other the than, Capcom had... I imagine the FIFA, I'll give it a little bit, EA had their own separate thing. Exactly. So we don't know what theirs looked like. Because that was a separate ticketed you're, event, you're right? Exa- yeah, yes, correct. That's right. crazy, though. Yeah. So well, you spend... Two to three hundred dollars to get into E3, and a whole developer is charging a separate admission to we didn't see go their to that, stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, we yeah didn't I mean, EA, I, yeah. The only reason we got to see Battlefront was because of EA's love for Sony. Yeah, um, and the exclusive marketing and Destiny Two. But Microsoft was even worse. Uh, Microsoft was even worse. Their booth you was really tiny. A Sea of Thieves maybe had twenty TVs. Crackdown Three maybe had twenty. They had player unknown battlegrounds on the PC out there, which made no they had sense two TVs because for it's that. already out. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they had a demo to play Hello Neighbor, which I would have loved they to play on the Xbox. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. They had like eight TVs for a Lucky's Tale. Oh, that crazy Hello Neighbor game! I forgot those. Coming. And then yeah. that's pretty much it. They didn't have Ashen. They didn't have what's they the? They didn't have Cuphead. They didn't have Cuphead. What's the other with the mining game? They didn't. Yeah, Deep the, Rock they, didn't, they didn't have Deep Rock yep. Galactic. They didn't have it. EA obviously does Anthem, so Anthem wasn't out there. No Metro. Pretty much, pretty much what I just said is what Microsoft had. Um, it just it kind of blows my mind, yeah, dude. It's insane. From what you guys have listed off, there's maybe like 300 TVs, depending uh, on which hall. Yeah. Now, granted, per, Ubisoft killed it. Nintendo killed it. Yeah. But still. But there's 95,000 people. Yeah. There. I totally agree with you. He, and remember, some of the media is trying to get access to these yeah. floors. Well, that's including yeah. Yeah. the media. Stuff on right. the floor. I, I, was, I was reading the entry fee, entry stuff because the media was, of course, not like complaining, but oh, they I were like, it. this was I messed totally, up. I totally get it. With media and people, 95,000 people. I get it. And they just weren't, they obviously weren't ready. No, they weren't. They weren't ready, they weren't ready at all. 
Um, so basically, I'll, I'll recap our days real quick. Uh, traffic in LA sucks. Just know if you're not if you go next year, if it's open to the public, I hope it is. Only God knows they might not let it be open to the public. I'm not sure. Um, the guy who the I've read a lot of interviews for the director of E3, and he is very his his mind is cloudy as as to how successful it actually was. He literally thinks it's the most successful thing that's ever happened in the history of mankind. Definitely not. It's definitely got some quirky stuff. Uh, but he's very cloudy, and I don't think he wants to recognize, which means we could be doomed next year too. But at least if I go next year, I'm going to have these create. I'm going to have these expectations managed very very well. So we get there the first day. Uh, we line up. I will tell you the first day's lines are insanely long because people go to pick up their badges, and the line was out the door probably a mile. It wrapped um, around the building. It wrapped around the building. It was crazy. Uh, so we finally get in. We get into the South Hall because I will tell you that the LA Convention Center, it's hard to know what's what. So you just find a hall and you go there. It took us all three days to figure out where stuff was. So we get into the South Hall, which is the biggest hall. You can go look at the floor plan if you want to know how it worked. And immediately when you walk in, dude, you hit the Xbox tent and you hit Activision. What's that right Xbox? All the Xbox games. What's an Activision? Call, Call of Duty and Destiny 2. That's so literally, it. there is a roadblock. As soon as you get into the South Hall, you cannot no, freaking you can't move. move. It's a fire hazard. It's a fire hazard for sure. You can't do anything. So, of course, you know we get there. Day one, we're taking it in. And that's when you start to realize you can't play anything. Yeah. Tried to get in line for Sea of Thieves. Capped off. Tried to get in line for Destiny 2. Four to five hours. Didn't want to play Call of Duty because mm-hmm. I just don't care. I'll rent it. Uh... Then we go to Ubisoft, try to get in line for Far Cry, four to five hours. Try to get in line for something else. And then finally, the people from Bethesda let us get in line, which we ended up accidentally waiting five hours in line for Bethesda anyways. Wolfenstein was great. To me, they won the show for as far as like the interactive stuff. You got to go in the diner. They made you a strawberry milkshake afterwards. You got to play as much as the demo as you want. But here's where we started to realize where... Nobody was on the same page. They were letting people play Bethesda. They, oh, sorry, they, Bethesda was letting people play the demo on veteran if they wanted to. Yeah, the demo is not over until you complete it. It's not this timed thing. So some people were taking thirty to forty-five minutes to beat the demo on veteran. Because if you die, you just respond. You've got nothing to prove. Play it on easy, soak it in, and go play something else. And I find, we finally got up there, man, and I'm trying not to complain. And again, you're getting these people who are complaining and just ripping developers to shreds, which is why we were notoriously known as the Yellow Passes, I guess, because, yeah. you know, which sucks. I hate to be I, – and I got some of that treatment from developers when it wasn't warranted towards me, but I guess I get it. And so we finally got in, and the guy was like, all right, guys, I want to make sure you pick the lowest difficulty. And I politely said to him, hey, man, I appreciate what we're doing. Thanks for bringing the game. Tomorrow, you need to tell everybody to pick that difficulty. And he's like, well, no, I have been. I'm like, literally, I want you to do me a favor for me who's waited in line for five hours so you guys can have a better show tomorrow. Follow every person you tell and watch them pick it on easy. He's like, but I'm like, do it. And guess what? They must have done it because I kept, of course, I'm curious. I kept checking Wolfenstein's line the next two days and it was going so much smoother. So... It sucks that I had to be the product of them figuring it out, but, you know, they figured it out. Um, So all we got to do, we walked around a little bit, we got to play Wolfenstein. Um, 
So then, you know, all day, Monday, all day Tuesday, I'm like, man, we got to go to South Hall. Tomorrow's my Sony day. Tomorrow's Sony. Tomorrow's Sony. Tomorrow's Sony. So we find out where the West Hall is on Wednesday. We line up. Two hours before it opens. Two hours before it opens. And then about 30 minutes before the doors open, we realize these people are going crazy on their phones. Yeah, they have their phones up in the air. They're yelling. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Turns out to play Destiny 2, Detroit Become Human. Battlefront. Battlefront. And to get into the four theaters, Mm -hmm. which were Monster Hunter, Spider-Man, Detroit, and Uncharted, you had to try an RSVP on this app that kept crashing. So we basically waited in line two hours for no reason. We did not know. We about did not know app. you needed an app to book spots to reserve a spot. It That's was, wild. It was messed up. I was so pissed. I was pissed too. So then you know we're already there. We get in, and of course they've got the south, the west hall. All it was was pretty much Sony, Nintendo, Lawbreakers was in there, and some random indie developers were yeah. in there. Good old um, Cliffy B and Lawbreakers. Dude, I, Cliffy B's annoying, but Lawbreakers had the best line out of everybody. They they just looped it in the staircase. Uh, they yeah. cut it off when it and needed to be it. cut off. They told you precise times of when to come back. They had a ton. They had like forty TVs and and bean bags and bean bags to sit on. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. crazy. That is pretty dope. It, it was, was crazy. Sweet. They props to them, man. So okay, so the hall opens the West Hall. And I'm literally getting run into by Nintendo fanboys. And I know I love you and Seth to death. You guys aren't stupid. But people are literally, dude, like tackling people. And so it got to the point where I'm like, if one more person does it, this 300-pound dude ran into me. I grabbed him by his backpack and threw him to the ground. (laughs) I was pissed. Well, dude, when you're literally getting run into – like I'm talking like sprinting. Not just like like a nudge. I'm talking John Cena shoulder tackle over and over and over – you get to that breaking point, and I'm sure people saw me throw the guy to the ground, and they were like, okay, go around that guy. Yeah. Nintendo, I give them props, man. You guys saw the new Donk City setup. They had a ton of TVs. But, dude, they, again, it's Nintendo Faithful. They're going to sit. The Nintendo Faithful sit will sit at Nintendo all day to try and play all your games. They did not know how to manage the crowd. And then you've got the voice actor for Mario in the middle of all of this stuff. And it's like, put him to the side. Let people line up to meet him. Why is he in the middle of ARMS, Splatoon 2, and Odyssey? (laughs) Yeah. Taking pictures. That makes no sense. It makes I'm all about him being there. Yeah. That's awesome. Put him somewhere else. That's so cool. Why is he in the middle of Odyssey, the most popular freaking yeah. game that they've got on the show floor in the Honestly, West Hall? The, one of the most popular games that was announced, people, most news sites were losing their mind over that game. I mean, I don't know, you guys didn't choose to play it. You guys... It was, it was just crazy. It was too long. Yeah. But a lot of people, the demo was apparently on another level. Well, and another thing that, that Kotaku mentioned was they weren't cutting people off. Oh, really? They were letting, literally people were timing, I don't know why my voice just changed. Literally people were timing, I'm speaking in tongues. People <laughs> were clocking in at 30 to 45 minutes sitting there on the TV because no no it's, Nintendo employee was there yeah. to say, but then you've got a Nintendo director walking up to us, hey guys, how are you enjoying the floor? Dude, go manage the line. Yeah. Why are you talking yeah. to me? Go manage yeah. the lines. And then That's by sad. day three, they finally had the lines managed. They were incredibly long. But they at least had sections you could yeah. move around. And that's when I could take pictures and all that kind of stuff. But it was insane. So day two, 
We did a lot of walking around. Well, that's when we did the VR <coughs> stuff. We did the VR stuff. We stayed to the day that uh, you guys went with your friend Brian. Uh, he found a ball pit. He found the ball pit, yes. Yeah. So that, that was in the best hall. That was in the Nyko, they were playing uh, Mario Kart on the Wii U. And they were just showing off their chargers. Yep. But they had this big extravagant ball pit that you could just and jump in. And it was in. right next to Nintendo. It was right <laughs> next to Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And he got a big blow-up controller after he was done. It was pretty cool. It was cool, yeah. Um, so day two... Andrea, so the way they did the passes for Sony was you tried at 9 o'clock and then you tried at 1 o'clock. So, uh, day two, I don't think we played much. We kind of walked around. Um, we did a lot of the shows. That's when we did the Uncharted thing, and it was amazing. It looked so good. We did Days Gone that day as well. We did a lot of the dev walkthroughs. We did Spider-Man. Basically, Days Gone and Spider-Man, they showed you the E3 demo, but doing different moves and different, different routes. And then the Uncharted demo just blew my mind. It was nothing you saw at E3. It showed the companion system between Chloe and the other girl. Right. And it showed trucks crashing into stuff awesome. and you jumping over the trucks. And it was just amazing. Here's my um, issue, though, with those demos is, and I've told you this before, they've clearly made a demo. So instead of making these big theaters, put 60 TVs in that theater and put that demo that you're playing for us on those TVs and have us play those demos. Like, why couldn't we play that Uncharted demo? Why couldn't we play that Spider-Man demo? It clearly is made. You yeah, made that made, demo. Yeah. It's there. It exists. Put it on TVs for us to play instead yeah. of us sitting there watching you and play it. And this is it. where media is going to start to tell you about that dissonance. Yeah. Between the showmanship factor and the just, I just came here for games. Yeah. Um, I found out while listening to Split Screen that the... So, in order for your game to be nominated for Jeff Cayley's, like, Best of E3 thing, uh -huh. um, your game has to be playable. And okay. I'm doing air quotes around playable. Yeah. All playable as a constitute is they hand you the controller for 10 seconds and then take it away. Which there were games that didn't even do that. No. Like, in the, so, yeah, in the dev walkthroughs, you're in a big theater. And you just watch them. You yeah. watch them play a game. And so that kind of stuff... I mean, I it just makes me wonder if the game is built enough for them to trust people to play it. Yeah. Like, I that's guess. that's what you have to think about. Maybe. Right, I guess. So, uh, to, to cap off day two, here's what we did. We actually left day two early. So, Andrea actually got passes on the app to Battlefront. She got two on accident. And she was just going to give one to me. We weren't going to let her play twice, guys. I know you guys are probably f raging right now. But <laughs> she got two passes to play Battlefront. Which, dude, I'm telling you... Per time slot, it's like six spots per time slot. Yeah. So they're literally giving out 100 spots per day. That's it. Yeah. And she got two of them. Well, the app crashed, deleted her spots. Oh, my gosh. So we go, we go to play. We go to just be like, hey, maybe they'll let us play. We overhear a Sony employee say, well, you know what? The app crashes, so whoever gets in line gets to play. The first 29 people get, just gets to play. Are you kidding me? So That's like crazy. it's just insane. So we left. We I were, was we so were mad. Pissed. Well, we did we did the Evil Within thing on day two. Oh yeah, so day two we did the Evil Within thing, which is like this walk through haunted house. Which brings me to something we'll have to bring it to the we'll have to maybe next year before E three talk about it. But a question you want to ask is if something's playable. Yeah, if it's a, a they will let you get in line for stuff to crowd control <laughs> and not tell you what it is. <laughs> which so, we we found out the Evil Within two thing was a haunted house and it was actually really cool, but. They will let you get in line and something's not playable. And they'll let you sit in that two-hour line. 
without it being playable. But of course, I thought it was going to be a demo until I finally asked. And then he's like, oh, no, it's not. But it's definitely worth the wait. And I'm like, well, dang it. I mean, I guess we're already standing in line. Mine as well. Day three, uh, we pretty much walked around some more. It's good to walk around and soak in the atmosphere. Um, we, We got in line for Far Cry. But we had passes for the Detroit Become Human dev walkthrough, and we had one pass so I could play it. So we waited in line for Far Cry for an hour, but we didn't get to play it. So then we went to do the Detroit stuff. Um, We ended up trying to look for this other hall that that supposedly existed, and it turned out it was just media. It was just just media only. We couldn't even go. We got out of that. Why is it on the map then? Yeah, it shouldn't have been on the map. So we couldn't go see Telltale. We couldn't go see Epic Games because it was just media. I I couldn't boo Konami. Yeah, it was just the media only. We did stupid. we did Detroit. We did the dev walkthrough. We did. Um, I got to play Detroit, which was fantastic. Uh, and then we got back in line for Far Cry, and they actually let us in, and they didn't cap it. So I got to play Far Cry, which which was a ten minute demo. You play as much as you can, which is the way it should in, be. In ten minutes, play as much as you can in ten minutes, yep. and then we're gonna cut you off. And there was a developer per two TVs, so the developer would be like, "Hey, do this, do that," and of course it's it's. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal, so it's like, oh, you know, go right there and you do this. It was it was awesome. Um, but Andrea died a bunch, but she had a lot of fun, and you know you're going to get to play. Um, so, uh, you know, it was awesome. Um, Ubisoft and Nintendo definitely had the most TVs. I mean, Ubisoft, I'm pretty sure you could play every game they showed except Beyond Good and Evil 2. Ubisoft had that bracelet thing, too. Yes, and Ubisoft, real quick, had a bracelet, which I didn't know about. Props to them. For waiting in line, you got $5 to the Ubi Play Store. For playing a game, you got $5. So huh. if you literally played all their game, all their games, it would pay for one of those games when it comes out. Yeah. Which was awesome. But, again, that wasn't communicated as to what the bracelets even did. No. Yeah. Um, it's just here. Sign up for this bracelet. Security was also terrible. I'm praying it's better next year because... That's pretty much every combo. You could li- but, dude, I had a backpack that I literally could have had machine guns in. They and didn't check anything. They didn't check it. There was no scent. There was no sensor. They no had bomb. Detectors. They had bomb dogs. Yeah, they had dogs. But, I mean, think of professional people who they had you know nothing. professional terrorists. I know that's a weird thing to say. They know how to get past that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you didn't talk about the freaking uh, Shadow of War line. Oh yeah. So Warner Brothers had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> we got in line for the Shadow of War theater presentation. And they kept saying it was cut off. Go go all the way down the hall to where the Lego, to where Lego Worlds is. Because there's a stage that separates. And it. that's where the line is. I was told that four different times, dude. We would go to Lego Worlds, empty show floor, nobody's there. I literally thought I was being punked by Ashton Kutcher. There was no line, no. And I would ask people, "Hey, are you guys in line for the Shadow of War?" And they would look at me like I was an idiot. Like, no, we're obviously playing Lego Dimensions, you moron. So we'd go back to Shadow of War by the theater. Oh no. The line's cut off right here. You have to go all the way to where the Lego They'd thing say is. the same thing. And we'd be like, we there's no one back there. there. Oh, well, that's where it is. So are we starting that line or <sighs> what? Because yeah. four di- three different days we tried to line up for it. It doesn't exist. So now, um, did you get to take a picture on that dragon? I took a picture of the dragon. I took a picture of the dragon. But we didn't take a picture on it. On it. The lines, dude, line. the lines to even take pictures for that stuff. It was crazy. So here's, here's how we'll end. I know we've talked a lot about E3. That's pretty much the intent of this podcast. Was well, to, the podcast is to talk about gaming. Well, the podcast is to talk about gaming. But the first this, episode. Yeah, okay. We knew, sorry. I was like, 
What? We talk about E3 all year. I'm yeah, just going to complain. All year. <laughs> Christmas episode, E3 blows. <laughs> um, the first, we're not, episode zero is ground zero for E3. Uh, couple pointers. Couple solutions. They need to manage the line cues. Cut them off early. Use the staff. I don't know how many times Andre and I saw staff walking around flirting with oh, girls. Oh, God, it's awful. Manage the staff. If they're getting paid, manage it. If not, find volunteers who really love games and want to be there. Or you gotta, interns you gotta that gotta want man- the job. You got to manage the line cues. That's the worst. Got to beef up security. I know it sucks. Let me walk through a metal detector outside. Yeah. I, was, I, I don't know how many times I was making quirky eyes at people who looked sketchy. Because I knew bags hadn't been checked. Um, and this isn't old news. It's not like I'm promoting terrorism because every media outlet has also said there was no security. Um, I would like to see separate days for media and mm-hmm. attendees, but I know that E3 is in a contract with the LA Convention Center for two or three more years, and that probably won't happen because it, uh, apparently they're in a contract for so many days. I don't know. Maybe just do immediate, maybe only let, maybe charge less and only let us go two days and have an all media day the first day. Because the media does deserve it. I mean, it's their job. Have, it's, yeah. It's One the, day. And we uh, don't need three days. The, the most complaining I heard from the media, uh, from the podcast I listened to, were they were really mad because um, they only have so much interview time with developers. Yeah. And so they had a real hard time making it from booth to booth for interview times because oh, of the crowds between the booths. I can only oh, imagine. Oh, wow, yeah. That's crazy. I can only imagine. And to be honest with you, dude, some of the lines were in would, would, would block the media registration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand that. Or as much as it would suck potentially for us, don't sell so many public tickets. I agree. Yeah. I mean. They sold way too many. It's, it was too much. They, they sold. They weren't ready. They weren't, yeah, they weren't ready at all. Um, another thing I'd like to see is do like an RDF wristband or an app for all the games. Sony had a good idea, except the app kept crashing. They didn't server test the app. No mm-hmm. way. Um, and then when we did book stuff, it would get deleted. Yeah. So And tell people ahead of time. I don't know if they could give out comeback cards. Like, hey, you've got a card for this time. Once those are gone, they're gone. Get like the, hey, you've got a comeback card for this time. Get like the Disneyland Fast Pass. For real. Well, it spits you out a card. I agree. Or or have every every provider uses the app. That way you can book something. I mean, I hate to say this to you guys, but I had a great time watching it from home. Oh, I'm sure you so, did. Like I said, <laughs> man, like I said, uh, it, it was still fun. You got to do it. It was yeah. a great experience. It's just... I think I'll have more fun going into next year now that I know I'm not yeah. going to get to do anything. That's the thing is we went in thinking we were going to play all these games. It was going to be this and that. And it wasn't. Expectations. The best line was the no wait in the bathroom line. Yes. That was the best. Props to E3. No waiting to take a tinkle. I appreciate I you. I also loved that we were able to bring in our own food and drinks. I do too. They just need to check bags for other things that aren't food. They do need to check bags for that. So, uh, to close this out, what from E3, what are you looking forward to most? For next year? Whether, regardless, it's this year, next year, coming out of E3. Uh, I would... Go ahead, Dave. 
Because I'm, I know I'm married to her, by the way. That's why I call her babe. I'm not some chauvinist freak. Weirdo. Um, I honestly, even though I absolutely am hyped for Crackdown, um, probably my most anticipated game that was shown is Deep Rock Galactic. I really oh. liked the look of that and could see playing it with my friends a lot. Um, like a weird dwarf storm ship, it looks super starship fun. troopers game. <laughs> um, but that's probably overall. It's not my opinion who that the game that won E three, but uh, I think winning E three at this point we're past that. Yeah, I think we're past that too. Um, yeah, I think but just know, give us games. Yeah, so Deep Rock Galactic and Crackdown three. Gotcha. Those are the ones that get me. Good picks. Um. Battlefront, obviously, and Cuphead. Okay, so we're talking like we're, what's shown at press conferences too, not just the show floor. I mean, what was on the set, show floor that wasn't in the press conference? Uh, well, I guess everything, everything. Well, Crackdown was on well, the then, show floor, but uh, it, but that's fine. Deep Rock Galactic wasn't. To be honest, I think uh, what I'm more excited right, right. about than Battlefront is Sonic. Okay, man, yeah, those Sonic games. Sonic was fun. fun. I didn't think I'd like a Sonic game ever again, and we played Sonic Forces, and that was pretty fun. Uh, my top games, uh, Far Cry 5, especially getting hands-on on a PS4 Pro, which, by the way, guys, you couldn't play an Xbox One X. Yeah, there were none on the floor, which made no sense. All Microsoft games were on a PC. So Microsoft kind of boned themselves because I got to actually touch PS4 Pros, and everything looked fantastic. It's really weird why they wouldn't do that. Whatever. I'm sure, like I said earlier, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Far Cry 5, um, I'm super pumped for Ashen, and then Anthem looked boss. I can't sleep. As much as I want to talk about indies, Anthem, I was blown away when we when we showed it at the convention. I was, okay. it was awesome. I've gotten to the point where, and not to drag this out, but especially after some of the letdown of Destiny... Uh, which I am happy with Destiny now. I'm still walking into Anthem very, very skeptical. Yeah, it's a good, I think it's a good way to be. Especially <laughs> yeah. after Andromeda was kind of meh to some people. I didn't play it. But so, but that was uh, that was the episode zero. Episode zero. Uh, long one. Long I, long. I don't even know how long it was. Probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, sometimes pilots go long. Yeah, pilots Ooh. go long, and then we cut down. Trim the fat. Trim the fat. See? So um, pretty much, Andrea, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Uh, whoa. I'm not getting into that. Oh, my uh, gosh. I'm um, But uh, basically, on all social media, we are um, Suplex the Sticks. Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. That was a really awkward silence. I like, yeah. I, was, well, I told you he was going to end I, an awkward silence. It did. He I didn't hit really foreshadowed. I had like a weird moment where I thought I forgot our name, <laughs> to be honest. Which, I, like, by the way, I, I'll tell you about that next time. I'll tell you how I ended up getting our name so quickly. Next time on <laughs> Suplex the Sticks. A gaming podcast.